I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of Oldie But A Goodie is brought to you by Shakespeare Aliens. The runaway stage show hit is back at Gasworks Theatre for Melbourne Fringe this October. Keep listening to this episode for more info on how you can see Shakespeare Aliens. Imagine a year where Keanu Reeves is in a movie and he raps. Whoa, what year is that, Sandro? The year is 2001. One, 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 one. Welcome to Oldie Butter Goodie, the podcast all about movies from 2001. Oh, we had such a good week last week. Oh, such a good movie. It was the after best. After 10 plus episodes of absolute trash and cats and dogs, depending on who you ask. I think that was trash, but Zach, who's <laughs> my co-host and my name's Sundro, has the wrong opinion. Hello, Zach. Um, I, as the wrong opinion, would like to let you know that uh, everyone else agrees with me, but it's everyone <laughs> else that's wrong. Um, Sandro is right. Wow. I am correct, after all. Uh, this week, I picked a shit film. I mean, <laughs> I picked a movie called Hardball. I thought I thought you were always correct, Sandro. You wouldn't pick a bad film, would you? No, look, I don't pick bad movies. I pick bad options. I don't know how to work my way out of this, but I picked Hardball and it was terrible. Uh, Joining us to review it, the first time she was ever on the podcast, she reviewed a baseball movie. And so we were like, another baseball movie. Let's get Jen back. Jen Spears, welcome back to the show. (laughs) Thank you. It's meant to be, meant to be. Yeah. I don't think you pick bad films, Sandra. I think you pick films that um, they make an interesting discussion, right? Mm. Will this make an interesting discussion? <laughs> I mean, I, I, you messaged me saying you wanted to stop watching it last night. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, man, Sandro, can I review this without watching the whole thing? He's like, yeah, nah, uh, you got to watch it all, but put it on 1.5 speed to make it easier. I'm like, I will not be able to understand this film if I put it on 1.5 speed. I don't do that often, but I just uh, struggled. I struggled. It's a hard, uh-huh. it's a hard ball to watch. <laughs> it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Why didn't this work for you, Jen? I feel like we're all going to say the same thing, but, but why didn't this work for you? I don't know. Like, look, it's been, it's a film that's been made a thousand times before. It's, you know, yeah. struggling sports team gets disgruntled coach and they make, they teach each other something. But it was, I don't know, just the mix was wrong. I honestly don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. It just didn't work. I felt cringe the whole time I was watching it. I felt anxious the whole time I was watching it. I just was uncomfortable the whole time. So, okay. not a fun time for me. And I love baseball. Not enough baseball in this film. Yeah, there wasn't much baseball in this film. No. It was, it was there. It was like, oh, here it is. 
Anyway, moving on with the more important things over here. Don't worry about the actual baseball and the baseball <laughs> movie. There was way too much of his storyline and not enough of the kids playing baseball. Yeah. I wanted to see some, some kids play some sports, you know? Right? To, yeah. the to the point that I didn't give a shit about them because we didn't learn, we didn't get to know any of the kids. No. Well, there's one that we get to learn, but that's only so that they can manipulate us at the end of the movie into thinking that it's a sad film. Yeah. I didn't even, didn't even get me. I was like, I'm not crying and I'm pregnant. Like, if I'm not crying, there's something wrong here. <laughs> I'm so glad someone else said manipulative because that's what I thought this movie was. It was trying to manipulate your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the time. And I, I felt that quite heavily. It tried to manipulate every single emotion at a different point. It was like, well, that didn't work. Let's try. Let's try the funny bone. No, it's not working. Let's try the heart. No, it's not working. The only thing that worked was the cool soundtrack until the credits where they played R. Kelly. Terrible. So, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, oof. One thing I wrote down very early on in the movie, I kind of came up with a fan, not a fan theory because I'm not a fan of this movie. I came <laughs> up with a theory of the movie in the first like 20 minutes. I was like, hang on a second. This looks like this was filmed in, like, 1997, right? Yep. Pre-Matrix for Keanu yep. Reeves. Before he was the big star, you know, he's kind of coasting off speed. It feels like it was filmed then, and no one was like, this is not good. Everyone no. was like, this is terrible. So they just kind of put it on the back burner. Once Matrix came out, big success, they decided to release it. Uh, kind of like what they did with um, whatever that movie is with Tom Holland and, and Daisy Ridley that came out last year. Uh, that sort of thing. That's what this film felt like. But no, it was filmed in like 2000 and then released in 2001. Uh, but it's so weird that it, like, it feels like no one in this movie thinks it's good. Mm -mm. No one behind the camera thinks it's good. Mm -mm. <laughs> so it just fails in all aspects. How, I don't know how he went so downhill from The Matrix to this film in terms of his performance. Maybe because he knew it was shit and didn't care and just phoned it in. Like how you get out of The Matrix? You phoned it in, yeah. Never mind. But also, like, his performance is, like, the depressiveness and hard drinking of Constantine with the mannerisms of Bill and or Ted. Mm. Oh, my God, he was. He's acting like he's in a comedy. <laughs> but the film is so serious that it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I really noticed it when he did that, like, conversation with the lady at the end where he's being, like, weirdly flirty. I was like, what is... What is going on in this movie? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. They were just having a normal conversation. He's like, you like me. I can sense it when you laughed. And I was like, I looked at Patty and he said he had his eyes covered. Like he couldn't watch it. He was so embarrassed. Yeah, that, that, that hurt to watch. <laughs> he was so aggressive in everything he did, whether he was angry or like flirting or just calmly talking to the kids. He was, it was aggressive. Oh, yeah, like when he, like, corners her outside the bar. That, that, that was weird. Really weird. I was like, put your hands down. What are you doing? <laughs> anyway. Hands. He had a lot of hands. <laughs> this was a, a very handsy performance. Uh, but, Zach, I picked this. Mm -hmm. Apology accepted. You had a couple of other options this week. You had The Glass House, mm -hmm. which was a psychological mystery about two orphans. You didn't choose that one? That's not. That sounds very you, Sandro. Uh, the other movie was The Poof Point, which is another Disney Channel movie. Look, here's the thing. Uh, we should probably address the, the elephant in the room. Uh, this film came out September 14th, and that's, you know, three days after... The 9-11 attack, a lot of movies were were removed from studios' release schedules after that. A lot of action movies, it kind of changed the action landscape for 
quite a few years mm. um, after that event, and we're probably going to fill that for the next couple of weeks. Just movies, the the ones being released are very much, you know, they're more simple escapism for people who just kind of want to like go in and smile. And I was under the impression that this was going to be that. It was like a feel-good movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was very comfortable watching this movie. Because I, I, I knew the plot of the movie before it even started. Like, I'm going to call the shot. So I was like, cool. I'm not really paying attention. I'm seeing <laughs> Keanu Reeves doing some bullshit. I was, I was laughing at that. I was having a good time. It's just as fun. And then they pull the rug on you at the end and they, like, shoot a kick. Yeah. They do do that. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. I'm like, what? What is going on? Why would they do this? Well, because it's a hard, realistic look at life and the projects by a team of entirely white people. White people. Yeah. There was a point that I was like, there's a burning car every night outside their apartments. Like, yeah. is this actually realistic? Like, I don't know. I can't really judge. But it didn't feel real. I don't know. It felt exploitative. Yes. Uh, yeah, going through the, the team of this movie, it is all white guys. So it's based yeah. off a book by Daniel Coyle from the early 90s called Hardball, uh, A Season in the Projects, which I think is a slightly fictionalized telling of a real Little League team. Because there's some, yeah. like, this is slightly based off real events. I could see this being a much better movie when it focused on, you know... The the kids of yeah. the movie and not Keanu Reeves. I didn't give a shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't care. Like, I wasn't rooting for him to get to come out the other side. And I don't know. I didn't give a shit about him at all. Also, the setup was just out of the blue. His mate was like, oh, you owe me all this money? Hey, you can just coach this Little League team. I'm like, what? Does <laughs> yeah. he have? Yeah. <laughs> why are you coaching it first? Why is the security company coaching a Little League team? Secondly, I thought maybe they would reveal that like Keanu used to play ball or something. And like, no. Nah. Oh, well, <laughs> he, he knows sports. Oh, yeah, because he bets on them, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That definitely means you know. He clearly doesn't know sport very well the way he's losing. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, the book uh, was adapted into a screenplay by John Gattins, who is an award-nominated writer. He wrote the Denzel Washington movie Flight, uh, which got some Oscar noms. He also wrote 2017's Power Rangers, uh, sponsored by Krispy Kreme. <laughs> he wrote Kong Skull Island. Hey! And uh, he also wrote one of Zach and I's favourite movies, Real Steel. <laughs> Jesus. That's not a sentence anyone's ever said. <laughs> oh, oh no. What a mixed bag of achievements. That, yeah, that was going so well. Power Rangers is not good. I, I mean, Kong Skull Island is good. I don't know about Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I'm surprised Kong Skull Island is somehow connected to this film because I quite enjoyed that film. And the movie is directed by Brian Robbins, best known for comedies. Uh, he's the director of the Shaggy Dog remake and Eddie Murphy's Norbit. Oh, wow. What a piece of art. Why wasn't this film more comedic? Why was this film so serious? It tried so hard to be. There was a couple of times where it, it like said something that I felt was meant to be a joke, but it was really awkwardly not a joke. Yeah. Mm. Like the kids being like, hearing the gunshot and being like, Glock, 23 millimeter. I'm like, are we meant to laugh at that? Because it's not funny. <laughs> mm. Yeah. They left room for laughter and they were like, yeah. And I was like, no. <laughs> but. Zach, the director, we've seen him in a movie earlier this year. Whoa. I'm not going to tell you what the movie is. I'm going to try and make you guess, but I will give you a hint. 
He's currently the president of Paramount Pictures and Nickelodeon, the director. Oh, my God. Uh, I have no idea. Um, uh, he acted in... Do I just say it? Uh, can you, g- give me a hint. Give me a hint. No, I need something to narrow it down. The, the movie was name-dropped in Rick and Morty. Oh, Bud the Chud? Yeah, he's the main actor from Chud 2, Bud the Chud. A what? movie no one remembers. <laughs> What is happening? Why is this film just connected to random bullshit? Yeah, he, the director of this is now the president of Paramount Pictures. So. Right, and he acted in this Chud film. Yes. What what I've learned from that is the actor from Bud the Chud is now the director of Paramount Pictures, <laughs> which is the best news I've ever heard. Brian Robbins, there you go. Uh, for the cast, Keanu Reeves is Connor O'Neill. This is a weird point in his career. So Matrix came out, Matrix 2 was in the works, and he decided to do a lot of dramas, and none of them really went down well. He did, like, one Sam Raimi horror film in the middle of this that people like, but outside of that, it's just a bunch of dramas where, like, he's known for, like, rom-coms, action movies, and sci-fi, so <laughs> it's a weird point in his career. And I don't think he's good in this at all. I think he's quite bad. Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone's going to argue with you there. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. I won by a technicality. Diane Lane is in this <laughs> as Elizabeth Wilkes. Fun fact, she was also in Glasshouse, the other film we could have done. Oh. She's in both of them. Uh yeah, she's in Man of Steel and stuff. I she's not in this at all. No. <laughs> so- uh she she's the love interest. Oh yeah. Full stop. That's all I have to say about her. I wouldn't say love interest. I would say uh just interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just interest. Just the she's interest. the interest. Yeah. Well, she's the only other like female in the in the movie that's not one of the mums. Yes. Ah, uh, there's the secretary that we see twice, and that's it in the movie. My apologies. He does pick up his check from her, and then like scares her. Oh yeah. Why does she do that? He's like, thanks. He takes the check, and then he goes like. And she gives her a little fright and then laughs. And I'm like, that's not funny, dude. What's going on? Why, why would you do that? John Hawks is in this from Deadwood. Uh, he's Tiki Tony. And one of the kids, Jamal, is played by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, it's his first non-background role in a movie. He's obviously the villain in Black Panther. He's Creed. Uh, and he's the best joke in Space Jam 2. That's the that's the best joke in that when he shows up. Mm. And they're all like, we've got Michael Jordan. And then he walks out and they're like, oh. Oh, wrong Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael B. Very funny. That was the only good joke in that film. He kind of is still a background character in this film. Yeah. Yeah. He's He doesn't do much. He doesn't even, like, his arc doesn't get finished. Right? It's just like, oh, he's in a gang now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, cause they don't, they don't focus on the kids. They focus on Keanu Reeves like the entire time. It's sad. Cause that, I feel like you could do something with this. I'm ah, sure there's yeah. something where you could, if you just focus on either a lighthearted comedy family film or the serious gritty side. If you just focused on one of them, yeah, you could have made a much better film. But trying to go halfway, it was just. This is bad. It could be like that movie Fresh that we did during our first year. Like, yeah, Fresh was really good. It's kind of like a crime noir from the perspective of a young kid in the um in the projects, I think, and that was really solid. Yeah, that was great. With um, that was with uh Samuel L. Jackson, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, there. I loved the, I loved that film. That was great, and it was super gritty. But also threw jokes and other things in. Thankfully, we're not alone in our hatred of this movie. 41% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics saying that it's a very generic, boring sports film. But here's the thing, though. 
Critics, negative. Audience, 70%. What? Really high. A minus cinema score as well. So people liked this at the time. So much so that the soundtrack, which features an original song from Lil Bow Wow, Lil Zane, and Lil Wayne all in one single track, uh, charted. The soundtrack charted. I mean, there was nothing else at the the cinemas, was there, to see? Like, Mm. maybe that was just a lot of light in the darkness. Uh, but this cost $32 million. I don't know where that all went. That burning car that in that one scene, I think that was the budget. <laughs> yeah. they, they, that, to light the fire, they threw all the money in. <laughs> they threw all the money in, yeah. Uh, what do you think this made in the box office? I'll start with Jan. I'm really bad because I know nothing about film, like, box office money. <laughs> Clearly, I don't even know what it's called. Well, more than that, I, I assume they made more than they than their budget. Let's say they doubled. They doubled. I'm going to guess 50 mil before my brain explodes. F- 50. It, uh, this made 44 million. Hey. In the, wow. in the box office. There you go. It was more. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and the soundtrack, the song called Hardball, which does feature Lil Bow Wow, Lil Zane, and Lil Wayne. <laughs> I <laughs> love that that exists. Uh, has 3 million views on, on, on YouTube. And it's an okay song. Nice. And there's a point where Lil Wayne, he hits a baseball with a bat and it goes into space. So (laughs) Nice. Worth watch. Worth adding a view to that. Yeah. That sounds like that was a better movie than this one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. there's two taglines for this movie, which are uh, are interesting. The, the the first tagline less so. The second tagline quite fun. But the first tagline is, "The most important thing in life is showing up," which I feel like is from another movie. Yeah, it certainly feels like something like the boxing coach would say to the struggling yeah. you know, athlete. You just got to show up, man. You just got to show up. I guess that kind of applies to both them and Keanu Reeves because he's got to show up, but he doesn't like flunk out. Or, like, just not show up for practice at any point, you know? Well, he threatens doing so, but he still shows yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But he does show up in the end. So, this tagline sucks. Boo. Thumbs down. The second tagline is, In a place where all bets are off, he's got nothing to lose. <laughs> he has so much to lose. He has all of his limbs to lose. He's in such deep shit. I didn't want him to win that bet. With the 12 grand. (laughs) That's how much I hated him. I was like, no, he doesn't deserve to win that bet. No. He, he, this is, this teaches you the wrong message in movies. (laughs) It's like, if you're a piece of shit human being, just, just coach baseball team for a bit (laughs) and win a big bet and you'll be fine. You'll be sweet. William Shakespeare is known for writing many different styles of plays. He did tragedy. He did comedy. He did tragedy mixed with comedy. But he never did science fiction. From the mind of Rob Lloyd and the pen of Keith Gow comes a play that aims to fix that. Shakespeare Aliens. It's James Cameron's Aliens, live on stage in the style of William Shakespeare. After a hit run of shows during the start of the year, we're back this October for the Melbourne Fringe Festival. Join us for an hour of action, tension and puppetry as our cast of characters try to escape the horrors of LV426. Featuring performances from friends of the show Cassandra Hart, Danny McGinley... Oh my gosh! (laughs) The two voices you're hearing right now... Hi, we're Zach and Law. As well as direction from frequent guest Rob Lloyd. As an oldie, I take offence to that. (laughs) And sound design from one of the hosts of this show. Do I do commercial radio promo voice? No. Shakespeare Aliens at the Melbourne Fringe Festival. 
That's October 11th to October 15th, 9pm at Gasworks Theatre. Head to melbournefringe.com.au for more or check out the link in the episode description. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll jump like right into the plot. The first like 15 minutes of this movie really is just Keanu Reeves is the worst and he has made big bets and he's in debt with everyone and they're all off threatening to uh, to kill him. Well, or at least maim him. Yeah, um, break his thumbs. Classic stuff. We get a long, long sequence of him just walking around from bar to bar being yelled at while horror font is on screen. Oh my God, yes. Patty said, turned to me during the like cold, very long cold open and went, is this meant to be a horror film? Like, is this, is this the right film? <laughs> this film opens up with him going in a church and the first line he says is, I'm looking for the balls to cover the spread. I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, um, you've lost me already. I'm so glad because I was, I was going to say that me and Sandra are the best people to review this film because I had no clue what it had meant. <laughs> I had no idea. But I'm glad you didn't know because that was that. Meant. Oh, the NBA team, the Bulls, maybe is what. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's what the Bulls are. That's the bit I understood. Oh, I thought it was something like I need. It's like a term. Same. I didn't even think Chicago Bulls because I didn't know. I had no idea it was about betting. I didn't know that that was the plot. Yeah. Right. Also, like him walking into a church with a cigarette and a leather jacket. It's just Constantine. Oh, uh, I was like, I'm sure Sandra's given us Constantine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've sent you the wrong movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just some weird stuff. Like he gets cornered at one point. These guys are going to beat him up and he's like, you want to kick my ass? No one can kick my ass better than I can. And then he throws himself through some car windows. Mm. Yeah. Punches a window, headbutts a window. It's so odd. He gets thrown in jail. Ah. The guy who bails him out is like, oh, Keanu Reeves, you've got Zachley's breath. Your <laughs> yeah. breath smells Zachley like your ass. Yeah. Which is a reference, which is straight off of the film Richie Rich. Oh, is it? The little kid said, you got Zachley disease where your mouth smells Zachley like your butt. Wow. P.S. Richie Rich gets a worse rating than this film. <laughs> really? Right? Worse, according to IMDb. Wow. No, it's a great film. Anyway, it's a reference to that, and I use that um, all the time, that quote. So um, I was pretty happy to see that, but he didn't deliver it as well. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to use that more often now. Also, his friend who bails him out, which is Tiki Tony, looks like Alex Winter as well. Oh, so the whole does. time I'm like, can this just be Bill and Ted? But they're like really... Oh, yeah. <laughs> they've grown up and they're in debt. <laughs> it's the sad future of Bill and Ted. Oof. Oh, my God. But anyway, he um, he goes to uh, the security guy to try and bail him out. And he's like, yeah, I'll pay you 500 a week. If you coach this little league team. Which isn't enough to cover his debts, but we're going with this. This is the setup. Let's do it. Let's get into the baseball. Yeah, so here we go. The, mm. the baseball, he rocks up. There's the kids. They're playing baseball. They come up and talk to him. And <laughs> the acting for these kids, some of them are okay, yeah. but it's either the script is written. Well, I mean, the script is written by white guys. So. Yeah. The script is awful. But also the director doesn't know how to, like, it kind of seems like this is the first take for every scene that the kids are in yep. because they're, mm. they're mumbling and fumbling their way through these lines. Jen, like you messaged me and you're like, I have no idea what these kids are saying. I struggled. Like, I tried really hard and, like, just, you know, got a lot from context. But then there was this line that I was like, I have straight up no idea what that kid just said. Yeah, it's so odd. And I was, like, wearing headphones as well. 
uh, and and even then just couldn't pick mm. up on what some of these kids were saying. And I don't think it's an accent thing. I mean, the accents are strong, but I don't think it's that. I think because like the kids are, like squinting the whole time too. Like they're not. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're not comfortable. <laughs> no. I don't think the director knows how to direct kids. I think that's just what it is. No, I think they all just went full out and then they were like, great, got the take. Awesome. It was bad. Well, as a huge fan of child actors, I I don't know what you guys are talking about. I thought these kids were great. (laughs) So you've got naturally the fat, asthmatic kid. A classic. You've got the really small kid. Don't get attached to him. Um, (laughs) Gee, baby! (laughs) Yeah. uh, Because he gets shot. Yeah. Uh, You you got that one kid that listens to music all the time and doesn't talk very much. Oh, yeah, the headphone kid. Yeah, the silent, the silent one. He was cool, actually. Although, as soon as he was on screen, my my housemate, like, walked past uh, to let the dog out and was like, oh, I bet at some point that kid's going to lose his headphones and it's going to be a big thing and he'll lose and then Absolutely. something will happen. Yeah. And I was like, yep. Yeah, because this movie is so unbelievably predictable. <laughs> yeah. Except except for, I will say, I was not expecting a kid to get shot. No, neither. I, I picked that asthmatic kid would get beat up yeah. Oh, yeah. in that scene because he walked home alone, but I did not expect that child to get shot in the directly in the heart. Mm. Yeah, and they showed it on screen. There was blood. By a stray bullet that could not have been that stray, in my opinion, but straight through the heart. <laughs> yeah. I was also going to say, ah, oh, yeah, I, they shot one shotgun shell way away from them, but somehow, yeah, yeah anyway. Yeah, it's a bit anyway. weird. But yeah, um, there's a bunch of swearing in this movie too, even though they censor the rap songs, which I find really funny. It's always like when you're, when you've got a movie that's like rated MA for like strong language and you're still censoring DMX. I'm like, come on, what are you doing? Um, But yeah, like this is not a kid's movie. No. I was going to ask that. Who is this film for? Because it's certainly not for kids. It's barely for adults. I don't know who it's meant to be for. I thought this was going to be like a PG, like kids film. Mm. I thought it was going to be like Sandlot, like Sandlot set in the in the projects. Yeah. Or Mighty Ducks, you know, same kind of trope. Yeah. Oh, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, Mighty Ducks is a perfect comparison because like it doesn't do anything different no. from those films. Yeah. Except for having this super dark layer, which means that Kids can't watch it because it's it's high rating, but it doesn't appeal to anyone else. Uh, what what happens? Oh, he has to tutor the kids, but nothing comes of that. Yeah, what? Yeah, <laughs> what? There's a lot of nothing comes from that in this film. Oh, how about how about the amazing scene where they're all on the field? And they're all making fun of each other. They're like, oh, you didn't catch the ball, you idiot. Mm. And Keanu Reeves is like, all right, new rule. No one can say anything bad about each other on the field. Yeah. And then there's silence for a couple seconds. And then they start getting along. That's not how that works. But then but then they, but then they, he misses it or something happens. He goes, what? You're not going to say anything? And they all start laughing. I'm like, you just told them not to say anything. And now you want them to say something? What the <laughs> yeah. f- What is going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and then they start shit talking again. Yeah, that's what I mean. But in like a nice, funny way. And like the, the kid who was being the shit talker, he gives like a nod of like, I respect you now, coach. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> what was that? 
It was that easy. And then they play a game and they only get a single point, but they're so happy about it. That was kind of nice. That was not. And they all got taken for pizza. Yeah, that's what I was looking for in this film. Like the silly kids sports film, which is great. And then they're like, hey, so are we going to get trophies at the end of this? You know, after after this game where they lost by like 15 points because <laughs> they only got one point and they got absolutely shit on. They're like, oh, we're going to make it to the big leagues. We're going to get the trophy. <laughs> we're going to get to the ship. The ship. Yeah, the championship. I thought they were saying shit the whole time. <laughs> going to the shit. <laughs> We find out what the kid with the headphones is listening to in a pretty funny scene. Yeah. Where Keanu Reeves is like, he's really good. What does he listen to? Well, he listens to the same song over and over again. Big Pauper by the Notorious B.I.G., who was dead at this point. So I don't know why they didn't do some sort of tribute to him. I thought oh, it was weird, though, because I'm glad they, they got there in the end. But the whole, like, he takes his headphones out and then he really, really struggles kind of thing. And I'm like... It took them too long to get to the point where the rest of the team sung. Just like baby G-Baby comes out to bat and suddenly it goes all black and it's them going home and him getting shot. And I was like, did they win? It took them too long to get to the, the flashback. Oh, yeah, the editing on that was really so bad. Because they, they showed it while he was speaking at the funeral. Yeah. That was really weird. That was so odd. It was so weird of a choice. And I was very surprised that this was the way the movie went. I was also quite upset because I was like, oh, this is a kid's film. Nothing bad's going to happen. I'm going to, you know, just enjoy myself with a stupid kid's film, you know. Yeah, and then you've got to deal with child death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this child death, and he was such a good little boy, and I I was upset. I liked G-Baby. He looked like a little old man. (laughs) He was a little old man. He looked like a little old man. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. But that's such a weird, because there's another plot point that leads into... The death of G-Baby was... They have to kick Michael B. Jordan off the team because he's two weeks too old. Yeah, it was so weird because they had that multiple times was the age problem. And then when he's kicked off the team, he just joins the gang and we never... Like, nothing happens. (laughs) I was like, okay, so it's going to be like a gang shooting and and Jamal's going to... I don't know, he's going to come out and save them or something or he'll come good or he'll get back on the team. Yeah, it would have made more sense, I feel, for this sort of film to have him be the one that gets shot and they get all depressed over, you know? Because if he had stayed in the sports team, he wouldn't have joined the gang, you know? Right. Keanu Reeves, he's got a big bet happening... They watch the game through the window of a bar, which is a scene. They burst in and they start rapping. Oh, that's probably Jen's favorite scene. She loves Keanu Reeves' story. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Don't, don't you love it when they when they win the big bucks and then they go into the bar and just start singing and harassing people? Yes. Also, that bartender wasn't a good actor either. No, he was quite bad. His little man when he was like, bye-bye, past your bedtime, or nanas or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, there is no, like, there are no, there are such high stakes in this film, but I don't believe any of them in any of the scenes. There's no tension. He He's meant to be, like, the nice guy as well. And then he goes complete, turns into a complete dickhead. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, exactly. he goes between both of them constantly, and it's weird. And Keanu put, puts his slams his beer down on the on the bar like I imagine Ted would slam his beer down on he's just held on to those Ted mannerisms it's just yeah like all the, the mannerisms the big hands his hands are always out he's really jerky. his head's always kind of moving whenever he's talking yep. yeah like jerky he's lanky 
if he was doing the voice, this would be an odd movie, but it would be more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's he, he thinks he's in a lighthearted sort of kids film thing. Does you know? he? He thinks he... I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like he thought he was in the film I thought he was in, you know? Yeah, because he's acting like it's quite silly. I guess, I guess. Oh, but- yeah, exactly. Oh, but we do get a pretty good quote, though. He's, um, the next morning he's woken up by his friend who's like, knock, 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 let me in. Because earlier in the movie, he came over to Keanu Reeves' house and brought uh, some guys that wanted to hurt him uh, and get the money back. But this time he's like, no, look, I'm alone. I'll get naked to prove I'm alone. All right, I'm naked now. I'm going to slide my nuts along the door until you let me in. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. I was very confused. I also had given up at this point, though. Yeah. <laughs> this is at the end of the movie. Uh, <laughs> because, yeah, like, he's g- going to quit. He's got the money now. He's done with the Little League team. But then he just decides that he's not. Yep. That's it. And he try he tries to leave like three times and then returns to them. Yes. In that scene. Yeah, there's this whole tension. It's like, oh, I wonder if he's gonna go and bet the money. Oh, I wonder if he's gonna leave the team. Oh, I mean, and there's zero tension. No. Because you no. know exactly what he's going to do at the end. Takes him to a baseball game. Yeah. In a, in a non-existent stadium in Chicago somewhere. I've never seen that stadium. A non-existent, where Sammy Sosa is a part of a team. Yep. On the green screen. <laughs> yeah, and turns around and gives the kids a wink. <laughs> really awkward. That whole really awkward. That's so weird. what are you saying? Are you saying this baseball player was a not a good actor and definitely wasn't there when they filmed it? <laughs> yeah, and people in sports games probably shouldn't be acting. <laughs> oh, come on. What? Some of them are okay. Some of them are alright. Sammy Sosa, he had a a drug testing uh, controversy a a couple years after this movie came out. Nice. Sure did. Anyway, the team's great. They're winning games left, right, and center. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Diane Lane, we haven't talked about her. She's not important. She's a teacher. Oh, yeah. She's in this movie. He likes her. She's apparently feels the same way. I didn't believe it. The way she just kissed him at the game, I was like, wait, we didn't build up to this. <laughs> Why are they kissing? Well, they had ten minutes of her in the film, so she, she she falls in love with them. That's how it works. Of course. I mean, you would. And, yeah, the boys, they say they're going to win the championship. And then the movie ends, and we cut to them with trophies. We don't even get to see the championship game. Again, not enough baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Cut out 10 to 15 minutes from the start of the film and give me the championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a shit film with <laughs> no content. I I propose, look, so here's the thing. We would all rate this an oldie, I assume. Yep. Yep. But I feel like it's worse than an oldie. I think this has got no content. No one cares about this. This is a January movie. Well, you can't even get it on, like, it's not on anything. Can't hire it. Can't. It's just, that. that's pretty telly. No, it's only on YouTube. I just think this is a nothing movie that feels like something you dump in January. Like, this is something that, that you dump, no one would go see it. The only reason it made money is because, you know, a, a big tragedy happened and this was the only thing out that people could escape into the cinemas to see. Yeah, there was literally nothing else to watch, yeah. so they just got lucky. It had all the pieces to be good and just jumbled them all up. This movie made me very sad because 
of the ending. And I was like, I am now just very sad. And the whole, like, wholesome, they get back together to win the championship had no effect on that. I was no. just depressed. Also, like, to, like, threaten, I'd be like, oh, no, they're going to cancel the ship game because, you know, um, of G-Baby. And it's like, let the kids fucking play baseball. It's the only thing in their lives. And you're going to... St- you're going to pull the game out from under them? Like, what? I reckon January Movie Award. No one needs to see this ever. Yep. It's, nah. it's worse than an oldie and uh, one of the worst films of the year that we've done because this is, I mean, the episode length goes to prove how much we've got to say about this. <laughs> yep. I think that's about it. Uh, I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to 100 Horrors, a comedy podcast that seeks to rank the best 100 horror films of all time, as dictated to us by a poster that one of us owns. Every week we bicker over another film in an attempt to give it an overall scare factor and secure its place in the 100 Horrors list. With features such as... And... What would you say to them at the funeral? We take a light-hearted approach to horror cinema so that it can be enjoyed by even the most squeamish of listeners. So whether you're the person who's never seen a horror film in their life or the person who has a tattoo of Leatherface on the right arse cheek, there's something to be enjoyed in every episode of 100 Horrors! <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's come up with a sequel to this movie. I reckon that could be fun. Uh, maybe the, te- there's a, the team's going to be called the G Babies, obviously. Oh, I like that. Um, I like that. Mm. Uh, but we do, of course, have to cross it over with another movie we've done on the podcast. Random number uh-huh. generator will give me a number of an episode crossover between Hardball and the movie from that episode number number twenty nine. Episode twenty nine is what it has given me. Okay, that is during our first year. That's a film from from. It's a film. From the 90s. Oh, my God, it's Lassie. What? (laughs) Oh, well, this is easy. We just do an air bud. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. There's no rule in baseball that dogs can't play baseball. (laughs) Dogs play baseball. I mean, he's going after the ball, I guess. Yeah. There is. No, there is a dog, a golden retriever in the minor leagues that is called the bat dog. And when the um, the batter hits the ball, and if he runs to base and drops the bat, the dog runs out and collects the bat. So it could be... You know, it could be a beautiful story about a bat dog called Lassie who gets shot in the heart. (laughs) Okay, so Lassie uh, is trained up to be a bat dog. The wrong breed, but it's fine. But she's too smart. Like, she's too smart to just be a bat retriever, I think. Oh, yeah, so she also starts to play the game. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she also starts to play the game. So she retrieves the bat, but then, like, one of the kids falls over, and so Lassie goes and grabs the ball and fetches it for him. Yeah. Oh, there's got to be, like, a a scene where, I don't know, they're all finished up for the night, the dude's about to turn the lights off, and he's like, oh, I forgot my whatever on the field. And it's just (laughs) Lassie out there with 
the bat in her, <laughs> bat in her teeth in the batting cage, just <laughs> hitting home runs. Yeah. And he's like, am I dreaming? No one, be- no one believes him, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the main character? Like, who's is Keanu back? It would be pretty funny to see Keanu Reeves as this character in a movie about a dog that can play <laughs> baseball. Maybe the um the bad coach also, like the coach of the other team, they've got to go up against that coach. And the coach is like, a dog can't play baseball. And they do that whole, like, illegal, what are the rules? Yeah. they got to go up against the little league bosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they... He's already accepted Lassie as a player on their team because they never specified it was 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 a human. Oh, uh, but Lassie's like nine years old, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In nine in dog years. <laughs> in dog years. She's only three, but in dog years, she's over the limit. And you're right; like, there's a loophole. There's nothing in the contract that says it can't be a dog. Exactly, exactly. And they already have like the coach's signature to sign it off or something. So you go, you signed <laughs> off on it. Yes. You'd have it checked if it was a dog. And of course, uh, they lose a player near the end and they have to get Lassie in and Lassie, you know. And everyone's laughing yeah. um, at yeah. them. They're the, they're the butt of the joke because they're the really shit team as well. There, there's going to be a bad boy pitcher that's been pitching them out all game that everyone hates. And he's like, oh, oh, oh hey, doggy, you want to fetch? <laughs> um. There's got to be like, a, I think also like a, once they realise she's really good, or he, yeah. or whatever, she's really good. Yeah. There's, like, some um, ball tampering going on. So, like, I don't know, there's, like, a laser on the ball that distracts her or, like, they try and give her treats. <laughs> the outfield is, like, trying to distract her, you know, here, batter, batter, batter. They throw one of those treat balls. Yeah. <laughs> instead of a baseball at she one point. She in her mouth instead, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then originally Lassie is fouled, but then they're like, hey, they, flew a, they threw a thing ball and they both get fouled or something, you know. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh. They bring they bring like a male dog or, or a, you know, try and breed her off. I don't know. <laughs> Sexy male dog. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Lassie and the G-Babies because the team's called the G-Babies, I guess. Absolutely. And that's all, that's the only reference to Hardball. Yeah. It's one of those sequels that barely references as the first film. Well, if you do want to feel better, Zach, because you're so sad about Hardball, go and look up videos of these bat retrieval dogs. They're very sweet. I, I have already got one up ready <laughs> to go. It's very cute. Yes. It's got the little bats in the mouth and they're, they're just playing fetch. Aww. They're good boys. Yeah. There's one where the, the batter forgets, like he goes and picks his own bat up and the crowd are like, no, put it down. And he's like, oh shit, sorry. Throws it back on the ground. <laughs> Everybody's like, no, don't you dare touch that fucking bat. <laughs> don't you touch that fucking bat. <laughs> And also, the movie sounds good, and I would watch it. Um, Zach, let's do some reviews. All right. It's time for River, 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 Raving Reviews. It's the part of the show where I go to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, usually, uh, I go to the audience for the correct opinion, but the audience had quite a lot of high opinions. So la- last week, the audience was objectively correct. This week, the audience might have been a little mistaken. How this works is I'll tell you guys a review and you two have to guess the score that they rated it. Mm. Right. Uh, the scores go from 0.5 to 5. So remember there's point fives. And one of these reviews is not like the others because I wrote it. Um, this week it might be a little obvious. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, sometimes sometimes no effort is the best option yeah sometimes <laughs> you just go with the first thing you think of <laughs> alright that's what this movie did yep <laughs> and we're gonna guess which review your one is for an I can't remember I think you've beaten me every time at this game 
Great. Let's keep it that way. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) All right. Well, it sounds like you're ready to go, so we'll start this off. Donovan says, horrid movie. (laughs) Top build Diane Lane appeared for all of perhaps 10 minutes. Mm. Such a romance. Ruffle. Ruffle. (laughs) Was this written in 2008? (laughs) I mean, I like the term horrid because that's, we don't use that enough. It was horrid. Yeah. Two out of five. Uh, I'll go one out of five. Ah, well, Sandro gets the point this time because it is one out of five. Okay. All right. Bit more negative than you expected. Uh, perhaps Leonard, you're more on his level. Uh, he said, why would they allow kids to use profanity so much? That's a wasted opportunity. What? Five, star. five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> a wasted opportunity for what? <laughs> I don't understand that at all. It's very simple, guys. I'll say it again if you didn't, for some reason, understand it. Why would they allow kids to use profanity so much? Explanation mark, question mark. That's a wasted opportunity, explanation mark. Did you get this off common sense media? (laughs) Where's this review from? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if someone hates kids swearing, they would hate this movie. So maybe 0.5? I'll go 0.5. Why not? Ooh, a bold statement. I I read it as like... A missed opportunity to let them swear more. Oh. It's a weird... Look, I'll give you this. It's a weird fucking review. (laughs) 1.5. Ah, once again, Sandro's correct. It is 0.5. All right, all right. They were were very upset for some reason with the swearing. I don't know this review. It's a middle-aged white person from Florida. (laughs) Mm. From Florida? Specifically. Speaking of white people from Florida, Kevin says, A touching sports tale with enough memorable moments to overcome the lackluster cast. Oh, wow. It doesn't have enough memorable moments. I don't remember (laughs) most of it. Are you saying you disagree with this review? I disagree with this review. Sounds like he's kind of on the fence, but positively trending. So maybe like 3.5? Ooh, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Ooh, I don't want to go that close to your score, but I think I will because I agree. Positive, but on the fence. I'm going to go three. Ah, well, Jen gets the point because it's actually 3.5 on the ball. Nice, nice, nice. On the hardball. (laughs) On the hardball. Why is this movie called called hardball also? (laughs) (laughs) You're just about to say it. Did you just say that, Sandra? Yeah. Well, I like how we just were all like, wait a minute. Why, Why is this called hardball? Yeah, I don't know. Russ says... Boy, I love it when my sports movie pulls a fast one and shoots a child. I don't know. Um, this is your review. And it is a... Uh, what would you give this? One. I'll say one. Uh, I agree. I think it's Zach. Also, you missed opportunity to use the term fastball, but um, yep, oh, pull a fastball yeah. on us. Um, of course, I'm such an idiot. Yeah, I reckon 1.5. No, no, mm. 0.5. Oh, is that the lowest you can give something? Yes, 0.5 is the lowest. Yeah, 0.5. Ah, uh, well, I'm a bit more forgiving, unfortunately. You should have gone with your first thought. It was 1.5. Oh, damn it! No one gets a point because we're not playing by closest wins this time. That's right. Whoa, that's a bold statement. Yes, I make the rules. Yeah, all right, fair enough. I mean, you're the one who misses out of the points. We both guessed it was your review. Do we get points? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my review. You both get points. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yes, two extra points. I I, <laughs> I find my review funny, so I couldn't, I couldn't change it because I thought it was funny. <laughs> Anthony 
says, better than expected kids film? Does not reinvent the wheel, but it keeps it rolling. What the fuck does that mean? It's not a kid's Look, film. I said it how it has, with no question marks. I don't understand. Doesn't like, reinvent the wheel, but keeps it rolling. Toward what? Like, the baseball film? <laughs> I'm so- I hate these reviews even more than I hated the film. <laughs> oh, I could have made it worse. I could have got the positive reviews. <laughs> oh, jeez. I think it might be another oh, 3.5. Uh, I'll go four, actually. I'm going to go more positive. Ah, well, it's actually two out of five. What? Oh. Yep. It's Ryan who says, I do not understand why this film received a lower rating than Human Centipede. <laughs> In what world is that right? What a comparison. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> he loved Human Centipede by the sound of it. A couple weeks ago, we did a special version of Raving Reviews, which was, is it better or worse than Over the Hedge? No, fuck that. Is this better or worse than the Human Centipede? <laughs> yeah, what a comparison. What a yardstick to use, like. Human Centipede is my benchmark. Yeah, no, I think I think they hated Human Centipede because they didn't like the fact that this film received a lower rating. A lower rating than right. Human, Human Centipede, Centipede, which is the worst movie of all time. Right. I mean, it's one of those movies that I would never watch personally. No, <laughs> Human neither. Centipede. Mm. No interest. Um, but uh, as far as that review goes, it's got to be 0.5, surely. Does that not mean they like this film if they're surprised it got a lower rating? Yeah, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. So Sajo's already locked in 0.5, even though he's definitely wrong. Jen, what do you think they actually rated it? I can't tell if that... It's hard to say if they actually liked it or they're just surprised that it was rated worse. I like floating around the threes, so we'll go th- a straight three. Oh, you were you were so close. It was 2.5. Oh, it was 2.5. And is that the last review? Yes, that was the last review. There we go. Uh, well, it turns out that we were playing by closest wins because Jen does get a point for that final one. Uh, congratulations <laughs> yeah. for that point. Oh, which means that we both got three points, uh, which means that uh, we're both winners. Oh, that means that you can plug stuff, Jen. What have I got to plug, Sandro? Ah, uh, I I don't know the back catalogue of Nerd House. Yeah, <laughs> at the moment, yeah, I've got nothing going on in my life other than growing a human life inside of me, and I'm not going to plug that. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Baby Bunting. <laughs> no, I got nothing to plug. I'm not doing anything creative at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, but in the future, you will. Uh, I will. A plug, yeah. The back catalogue of Nerd Out. It'll be yeah. back at some point. I'd love it to. I'd really love it to be back. I miss it. It's been a rough year for me. It's been hard to get us together, but uh, we'll be back and we'll be, yeah, we'll look forward to it. Indeed. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on this episode. It was a it was a rough one, but I think it was a fun, <laughs> short, brief discussion yeah. Yeah. of a bad thing that, <laughs> that we all watched. So, sorry for making you watch this one. I'm just so glad that, that my baseball knowledge could come in not at all handy for this film <laughs> at all. Well, you said the term fastball, so I think... True. Yeah, I you improved my joke. I'll write that down. There <laughs> yeah, we go. Yeah, you're welcome. There we go. It was it was all worth it then. But yeah, that's the episode. Thanks for coming on, and thanks for listening. Uh, if you like the show, first of all, thank you. Sometimes it's hard when we do movies like this and the Othello one, but you know. Sometimes we get last week, and that's good. Mm. Uh, we're on Instagram, at OldieBuddyGoodyPod, on everything. That's also the same address on Facebook. Uh, we are on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating. That really helps out get the show in front of more people, actually. It's 
surprisingly helpful oh, yeah. uh, when people do that. Uh, we're on Twitch at Sandro Felce, uh, and by that I mean Sandro's on there. I'm on Twitch. I do stuff on Twitch. I got, I got affiliate. I've got emojis of my cat's face. <gasps> I love that. I am on Twitch. Zach, you'll be on Twitch soon, but w- one thing that we're both on is patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod, where you can get ad-free episodes of this show and bonus episodes, including that six-part series on Nicolas Cage. It's all out, and also out right now, as voted on by our Patreons, uh, is an alternate option from Earl in the year the New Zealand comedy starring Carl Urban The Price of Milk which I'm, I mentioned last week I couldn't find it but Ben helped us out uh, and we reviewed that up on Patreon so check that one out if you want I reckon it's pretty fun Zach yeah. a lot of New Zealand accents and cows fantastic also shout out to Josh Cake for our theme song shout out to That's Not Canon Productions our network for everything that they do and yeah links to all the all the things in the episode description Zach you've got to pick next week's episode alright I can't see anything going wrong well you've got one American movie oh that came out next okay. week well that's surprising and it's called Glitter it's about Mariah Carey uh, she's a singer who makes it real big, and she's got to choose between personal relationships or being a star. Great. What's the other options? <laughs> the other option uh, comes to us from Japan. It is Vampire Hunter D. Ooh. Bloodlust. Ooh. Oh, that sounds cool. It's an anime film, a sequel to a movie from the 80s, about oh. vampires in the future who are in danger of extinction. Okay, hear me out, hear me out, Sandro. As much as I'd love to do whatever the fuck the first one was, <laughs> as much as I'd love to do that, we, we did an anime film last week, mm. and that was great. Mm. And I feel like I want to <laughs> have that again. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to pick the anime Vampire Future one, because that sounds fun. Vampire Hunter D. It is a sequel to a film from the 80s. Yeah. And uh, you will probably have to watch that. And then I'll go in blind, not knowing anything and just loving anime. I love anime so much. Yeah. That's your one key character feature is that how much you love anime. I love it. That's your whole personality, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. How much I hate. I mean, I love anime. You need to stop talking about anime so much, Sandra. God. All right, well, then next week we'll do Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust and, and we'll wrap it up with the best quote from Hardball. Uh, did you have a quote, Jen? <laughs> no, I didn't. None of them, because the script was shit. Yeah, it's true. That's my, that's, there you go, that's my favourite quote. Hey, if you, if you don't have a quote, you could always make up one. <laughs> I will slide my balls under the door until you let me in. <laughs> oh, no. There it is. Ah, uh, thank you, thank you. Oh, it's so visceral. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mine is the stolen one. Uh, the you have Zach Lee's breath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smell like exactly like your ass. <laughs> hey, so funny. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm on IMDb. The best quote is "You suck, just like my girlfriend." That's <laughs> right. Someone said that in this movie. <laughs> that was like one of the very early uh, quotes. That's very funny. Uh, no, the best quote is "We're done." That's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs>